If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of people from all of Judea and the regions around Tyre and Sidon. Raising his eyes toward his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are weeping, you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of your faith in the Son of Man. Rejoice! And leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are now filled, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when they all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in the same way. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You ever think about what Jesus really looked like? Like, what was his portrait? Any of the stained glass windows, the sculpture in the church, are just attempts to capture the human Jesus. Today's theology in the scriptures comes across as very significant, as insightful ways of looking at what Jesus not looked like, but who he really was, a true portrait. You know, when when artists who are portraitures or photographers or portraitures are going to do a formal portrait of someone, they stay with that person for a while because they want to get a character. They, they don't just want a black and white picture of the person. They, they want to get the character. And so the more famous and the more accomplished artists stay with their subject. Watch them for a week or so. Follow them around. How do they interact with other people? And then they're ready to sit for the portrait. And it's not just the face, it's a portrait. It's the soul. And they try to capture that. Luke does that today. The scriptures always do that if we read them thoroughly and get involved with them. The first thing I think we have to remember is that second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, the second reading today. He was in conflict with some of the early Christians 
who were Greeks and really didn't appreciate the resurrection of the body. Bodies were bad, so why would God want to resurrect a bad body? Paul said, that ain't the case, folks. Jesus lived this earth as a full human being. He came to us, he showed us how to live as human being, and God, after his death on the cross, rose him up. He's, he's resurrected, he's alive, he's with us. Otherwise, we're in the wrong business. Our faith would be in vain, he says. So, the bottom line of our, our thoughts today is that Jesus is alive. Jesus is with us. And he's watching over us. Now, the first reading was very interesting because it gives us a character reference as to how to live as people who believe. This is, this is Jeremiah saying, you know, don't put your faith all in people, politics, money, position. Put your faith in God. Because, and he's a little harsh there, he says, cursed is the person who trusts just in human beings and flesh. He's like a barren wasteland, a salty, empty earth. But blessed, this is where we are, I hope, blessed are the people who trust in the Lord. Now, we got Jesus who's alive and well. We're being encouraged by Jeremiah to trust in the Lord because we will be like trees planted beside the waters and our roots will stretch out. So you got the whole analogy, you got the whole uh, picture of what Jeremiah is trying to say. If you're rooted in faith, your roots will go deep and you'll flourish and you'll blossom. Now, let's think holistically. It doesn't always happen that way on earth. Because if it did, Jesus would never have died on a cross. So Jesus' death on the cross shows us that earth, life, physical reality, it's not always going to go the way of pie-in-the-sky theology. But it's rooted in hope. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, our hope has substance. It's rooted. Okay, so now let's look at who Jesus is. You want a portrait of Jesus? You want to get to know Jesus, the Word of God made flesh? Listen to his words. And today is so beautiful, we are challenged to tongue-in-cheek look to Jesus to get a full picture of him. Jesus is that person who loved the poor. And he ties that love of poverty into the hope that they will have the kingdom of God. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, I'm not poor, so that means am I going to hell because I'm not poor? No, no. Rooted in Christ, rooted in our faith, we respect the poor, as Jesus did, and he loved the poor. Blessed are we who are hungry because we'll be satisfied. Hope, again, it's going to be taken care of. Not necessarily on this earth, because don't forget, Jesus walked this earth, then conquered death, and now lives eternally. So that's what he's inviting us to, this eternal, this connection between God and ourselves. So it's not going to always look okay. Sometimes it'll look bad. Sometimes it'll look like there are hungry people around us, or poor people around us, or immigrants around us. And he, he has such confidence in us that those who are weeping will laugh. 
And even more confidence is expressed when he says, as long as you're rooted in me, just Jesus talking, as long as you're rooted in me, as long as your roots go deep, deep, deep with me, when people hate you because you're a Christian, when people make fun of you because they're a Christian, people insult you or exclude you, sounds like bullying, doesn't it? Because you're a Christian, rejoice and have faith because your faith on that day will be, re- be rewarded in heaven. Now, that's too far off, but think of it, our heaven is beginning here on earth. Our heaven is connection with God. So as long as we live respecting the poor, the weeping, those who mourn, the hungry, we're rooting our faith in Christ, Lord, who conquered death, and making a connection, a tight connection, with God the Father, the Creator. You want to know what Jesus looked like? You want a a portrait of Jesus? He's in the poor. Who's Jesus? He's in the hungry. What's Jesus look like? He's homeless. Where's Jesus available to us? On the outskirts and fringes of society because there are faithful people that are being mocked or bullied. And for some reason, this generation in our media like to poke holes at our weaknesses as a church, as Christians. Do something wrong or a major person does something wrong. See what the church is all about? It's all a sham. No, it's not. Because our faith is not in a person or mistake. Our person is in G- our faith is in the person of Jesus Christ who conquered death, who asked us to root ourselves in him, root ourselves in what we're all about. Images, members of Jesus Christ's own body. So what does Jesus look like? What's the portrait of Jesus? Look to your right and look to your left. It'll start giving you an idea of those against the wall. Look to the left. You're not going to see anything but the wall. So don't look. Okay, so everybody look inward. <laughs> look to your neighbor. Because I saw this comedian over here. Look at the wall. So now Jesus doesn't look like a wall. Jesus looks like a person. A black person, a white person, an Italian person, a Vietnamese person. And the list goes on and on. That's what he looks like. If we get caught up into the portrait of Jesus on the cross, nice, handsome guy. You ever, you ever realize that you never see Jesus on the cross like overweight? He could have been overweight. Why not? You know, he was poor. He didn't have the best diet. So his mother could have given him a little extra on the side, a little extra bread. I mean, Jesus always has beautiful hair. What if he was bald? He always has a night trim beard. What if he looked like a hipster and has a big beard like this? You know, Jesus, I mean, that's our mistake because we project our portrait of Jesus into our art. Let's project the portrait of Jesus as he gave it to us on our sisters and brothers, on people who are on the outskirts, people who are mocked, LGBT community, migrant community, immigrant community, poor in our own neighborhoods. That's Jesus. That's where he's appealing to us, and that's where he's asking us to invest our roots. Oh, and you probably don't like that. Well, it's too bad you don't like it. You think he liked that? You think he liked the crucifixion? But he's doing the Father's will. He's getting us, and he's twisting the values of society. Because the values that he represents is God, and as John tells us, God is love. And love is patient and kind. We heard it recently in the scriptures. Love has so many characteristics that we, as 
people made in the image of God need to develop. And yet we could talk about our relationship with the poor out there. So we have collections in the parish, we have food collections and, and different events that, that get us to, to be appealed to and, and appeals that will come so we take care of the, the, the minorities, the people who are suffering. But don't go that far. Go there, but don't go that far and say that's where it is. It's here. It's with your brothers and sisters, literally your brothers and sisters. It's with your neighbors. It's with our neighbors. Jesus' portrait is very clear in our society, but we cover our eyes. We don't want to see it. Remember as little kids, we, when your parents, well, I don't know about you, you, you're probably nice people, but when your parents would tell you something, or no, 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 no. Well, when Jesus says, I am there with you in the homeless and the poor and the hungry, do we go, no, 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 no? Or do we say, eeks, yes, it's true. I have to change my attitude. I have to change how I look at the poor, how I look at the minority, how I look at the disenfranchised. And who am I to be the judge of those people? Who am I to, to be, my grandmother used to superba, nose in the air, better than? We walk the same earth that Jesus Christ walked. Different country, different part of the planet, but we walk the same earth that Jesus walked. He wants us to rejoice in heaven as it starts here. And heaven, again, isn't pie-in-the-sky theology, ice cream and, and candy and wealth and gold. And, that's not heaven. That's a false image of utopia. Heaven is reality. Heaven is how we treat one another and the joy we get from loving. The joy we get from imitating Jesus. The joy we get from helping our sisters and brothers in need. And more than once I've said, I, I don't, my, personally, I don't help people in the street unless there's a physical need, a physical uh, accident. That's a different story. People with signs and things, I, I, I get a little paud. I get a little afraid to help those. I'd rather go to the store and buy a few gift certificates for a fast food chain or give it to, if they're really hungry, give them that. I'd rather help them by referring them to Catholic charities or to the parish or to a place that we as a community of faith can feed them, clothe them, give them drink and, and make them full. Now, when Jesus ties all those things in, the hungry will be satisfied, the, the weeping will jo be joyous and laughing, all that. That's us. He's inviting us to smile. He's inviting us to be positive. He's inviting us to go and take care and enjoy the ability to take care of one another. I don't care if you're economically on the lowest level or the highest level. doesn't matter. What matters is, am I absorbing the portrait of Jesus as revealed in his word, the scriptures? Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. 
University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. When your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom, you knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com.